0: I'm Chris Pearson, I'm the Chief Nurse here at East Lanx Hospitals NHS Trust and I wanted to start this podcast first of all to say happy International Nurses Day and also happy International Day of the Midwife and I've got some people with me today on the podcast and I'm going to introduce them and we're going to talk a little around nursing and midwifery from the past, from the present, and then we can maybe look towards the future as well. So I'm going to start with some introductions. So Jane, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi everyone.
1: I'm Jane Pemberton. I'm the Divisional Director of Nursing for the Community and Intermediate Care Division.
2: Adele.
3: Hi, I'm Adele. Uh, I'm a newly qualified Band 5 on a surgical ward at Blackburn at C18A.
2: And Tracy. Hi Chris, I'm Tracey Thompson. I'm the Head of Midwifery and the Divisional Director of Nursing in Family Care. And Catherine? Oh, I'm
4: Catherine Carey. Um, I'm a newly qualified Band 5 nurse. So I've gone straight out into the community and I'm loving it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lovely, that's great. And Leslie. I'm Leslie Gore, I'm Mentor for Acute Medicine. Thanks, thanks a lot. So, uh, International Nurses Day and Midwives Day, and the title for this year's celebration is a voice to lead and investing in nursing so why do we think it's important for the trust to invest in our nurses and midwives and important for us to provide a culture for those nurses and midwives to progress so who'd like to start jane perhaps i can ask you first
1: I think it's important to invest in our staff because like you say, it's our current workforce, making sure that they've got the skills and capability for all the changes that happen across the NHS. So if we speak about within community services at the moment, the work we're doing for hospital at home. And so Catherine and her colleagues will be building on the already really great complex skills that they have to be able to deliver more care out in patients' homes, keeping them at home where they want to be, rather than in a hospital setting. I think it's investing for the organisation as well, make sure we've got a diverse workforce. And I think that's one of the real fantastic things about nursing, Chris, isn't it, that it's so diverse. And I think as a trust, we've got that diversity. So you can start off working in ED and you can work yourself right the way through to a community setting, intermediate care, acute
0: surgery and medicine. So yeah, we're very, very lucky. Tracy, what about yourself? from a midwifery point of view?
2: Very similar attributes to what Jane just alluded to. You know, nursing and midwifery is exactly the same in, in the sense of the pathways and the opportunities. And, you know, e- evidence shows the positive contribution midwives make to short and long-term health and well being of women, you know, newborns and their families. And it's a fantastic career. Um, they provide health education, health promotion, health protection to promote um, both physical and psychological well-being and prevent complications in the pregnancy period to ultimately give the best patient experience for often a unique experience having a newborn baby. So Adele and Catherine so both of you
0: newly qualified new into post um, obviously you've been students here at ELHT but just taking up your post on a surgical ward, one out in the community. How about for you, how do you feel have you been invested in as a student and do you feel we can perhaps do some more to invest in our nurses going forward?
3: I think the training through Covid was uh, was a tricky time but having joined the ward now I feel like I'm learning a lot more, a lot quicker. Uh, I feel like I've been invested in, in the ward with the preceptorship and, and the support I'm getting here and just long term really for nurse retention and the health outcomes that that, that, that will enable.
0: How well, about yourself Catherine out in the community? After qualifying and going out with
4: district nurses I feel like they're really investing time in us Um they make sure that I feel comfortable and they really take the time to teach me, to show me what I'm supposed to be doing if I'm unsure about anything. I, I really feel like they're brilliant. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's great. And it's lovely. And I know people on the podcast won't see it, but you've got a really great smile on your face. So you clearly look to be enjoying it. What about you, Leslie? And uh, you've been with ELHT a yeah. long time, haven't you? I'd
5: say I'm very experienced rather than a long time. <laughs> I agree. I think at the end of it we are we are a business, we're a healthcare business and it's we can be in competition with uh, various trusts around. It's about uh, making our staff feel feel looked after, feel important, feel like they have a voice. We do that certainly in acute medicine by constant training. It can be on the job training or attending university training. It's really important that we do appraisals. We keep staff happy, keep them at work, keep them able to care for patients in the in the standard that we want. Uh, and to make them feel like they have a voice. It's not always that hard to to do that. Sometimes the little things are big things when um, when, when they get to staff and And happy staff, happy patients. That's Mm -hmm.
0: true. So the culture clearly is really important for us as nurses and midwives. Jane, your view on the culture then? yeah I think just
1: picking up what Leslie said there is you know happy staff happy patients I think that's really really true and I think we've really worked hard across the trust to look at culture and have the right one there for our patients and our staff personally I think it's a really open a very approachable Mm -hmm. culture and the staff have a voice Um, and that comes from you know the very top down Chris you know that real diversity of the workforce we have now in recognising that we're all individuals and we're all different but we
0: all bring something really great to the lht family so looking back over the time so we've got people who've got lots of experience leslie like yourself Mm -hmm. and and me because we've been nursing a long time and a newly qualified staff with catherine and adele and then i would say jane and tracy lots of experience as well looking back over our years within our career there's lots of memorable moments and I always say I'm going to write a book when I retire around some of the experiences that I've had. Is there anything from a memorable point of view that sticks in anybody's mind throughout their career? The thing I think has, has hugely changed since I was
5: a child and, <laughs> and it's the uniforms. In in the olden days, in the black and white days, we, uh, we wore uniforms that were starched aprons, starched collars, starched hats and when you look at today's nurses in in practical clothes where you can lift and bend it's completely different than it was um many years ago i'll not say yeah,
2: that's
5: is. true i yeah.
0: was with my mum over easter weekend and my mum was a nurse um, yeah and she'd been clearing out and she found a silver buckle that she wore with a oh, uniform yeah and a silver buckle that a sister that she'd worked with had given to her who's passed okay. away now and that it was the queen's uh, nurse buckle and it was okay. so heavy and I was saying <laughs> uh, I can remember mine on newly qualifying and yeah. you know, now you you know you think you wore them and from a safety point of view they weren't the best and it not was all. uncomfortable <laughs> wasn't it as well yeah so yeah, uh, yeah uniforms have changed haven't yeah. they oh. you know, not that we'll go back to them but I do think oh. uniforms are <laughs> far more comfortable I can remember they are uh, being a district nurse Catherine and trying to lift a patient in a double bed with oh. uh, a dress on and a buckle <laughs> and thinking this is doesn't look very dignified but it wasn't <laughs> comfortable but yeah uniforms yeah. have changed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Technology's yeah. changed as well yeah. hasn't it if we think about now Catherine will be there in her car providing care to patients and she'll have her iPad with her which is telling her where yeah. she's going next and documenting her care on yeah. there as well so that's really changed over the years and in the wards now we're about to get Cerner, aren't we and yeah. all our documentation to go paperless so a massive change brilliant but very different to how when I started off in there
0: and everything was on cardexes and yeah those agree. reams and reams
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose we've got the electronic patient record that's due to yeah. be implemented as well in November but Tracy you've just recently had technology brought into the midwifery services from mm. a, a bad Jeanette point of view how's that? gone down
2: it's been an interesting period of transition chris being a midwife as we know is a demanding and unique role but the digital maturity aspect has certainly been demanding and i think respectfully to our older colleagues who are approaching retirement the feedback to try and that supporting has been really really key because we all learned differently and that has definitely changed hasn't it we were talking about this now already and certainly Adele and Catherine you know from when we trained uh, you know it it was electrical prescribing and electronic documentation was a thing that was futuristic and visionary like going to space (laughs) you might not believe that but it actually was so It 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 has been extremely demanding. And I think it's really, really important with this transition going into CERNA, you know, and Badger is just a small part of that. It um, doesn't feel small to us, but, you know, to be inclusive with all colleagues at different yeah. paces.
0: Catherine, from a community nurse point of view, then, how are you finding the technology? I mean, you've probably trained with technology and uh, this is probably just another day at the office for you but how are you finding it?
4: Like you say I've used the technology right the way through my training. My first placement was with the district nurses so I I, I experienced EMIS then, the, mm. the electro, electronic doc- documentation but um, yeah it is, it is difficult to get your head around when it's sort of in your hands and you're the one who has to document it on this system that you've never used before but yeah, I think I think it's definitely easier for me because I came into nursing with it. I didn't have to learn it after doing it a different way. Mm.
0: But you'll make a really great advocate then for people maybe, as Tracy describes, some people who have not have not been brought up with it, not been nursing with uh, digital technology, and you'll be a real great advocate for saying the benefits to it. And I'm sure, Adele, you're mm. used to it too, and probably really looking forward to having electronic patient record on, on your ward um, and as you move forward in your career. Thinking about International uh, Day of the Nurse and Midwife, it's really important that we celebrate and recognise these days we are the largest workforce within our organisation and with NHS organisations and wherever anybody's nursing. So, you know, what we do here is really important and this is a great way to say happy. International Day of the Nurse, Happy yeah. International Day of the Midwife and we also celebrate our operating department practitioners on the 14. So why do you think it's important that we should recognise these days and do you think we're doing what we should be doing? Clearly, Pre-pandemic, we've done many, many different things, uh, and the last couple of years have been different. But do you think we could celebrate this day in a different way? Do you think it's good that we recognise it?
1: I think it's great to celebrate it because, like you're saying, it's all about team, isn't it? It And you work as a nurse and a midwife as a team to provide that care to patients, and so I think we rely on each other so much to provide that. That it's lovely to have that celebration of nursing and our passion towards. Um, caring for people and just building up, you know, one of the most memorable ones for me was when we brought nurses from the past. Yeah, I remember um, into, And we had, and I know it was before social distancing, yeah. but that was so moving because we had people mm. like your mum there, Chris, didn't we? Yeah. I, I brought a colleague wow. that I'd worked with many years ago who was a role model for me. So it, that was a really touching day, I felt.
2: Yeah. I, 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 ag- I agree, Chris. I think that would be a fantastic idea maybe for the future. And to see how it's evolved is part of those memorable moments for each and every one of us here. We could all have a book of aid memoir. We, we, all of us, and we've all got our own memoirs, haven't we? And I think that's a really good way of celebrating the International Day of the Midwife, yeah. the past and the present, and how, how what what's coming as well.
0: Yeah, I know. And we've got a number of an increasing number of, of international nurses joining us here yeah. at East Lancs, yeah. and we're hoping that we are going to see some of our nurses from India and from the Philippines and maybe chatting to us around what it's been like to nurse in their home country and how they're finding working within East Langs in England and a different culture so um, I think it's really important that we celebrate and that we recognise them and I know we're each and every one of us are going to get out and about and so you know if you do see us out there then please start and say hello you can perhaps share some of the stories of your past and the present and potentially for the future but if I was going to um, sort of wind up the podcast and move, move us on I was gonna sort of end up with what advice would you give to anybody starting out in the career of nursing and midwifery moving forward and um, because obviously we, we need to encourage people to apply to work in the professions and there's a big national drive to increase the numbers of nursing and midwifery recruits so has anybody got any advice that they'd like to share about you know if you're thinking of coming and being a nurse or a midwife particularly working in East Lancs what advice would you want to give? This is a personal thing, but
5: I I would advise that anybody going into nursing
0: needs to keep the patient
5: in focus in in the vocabulary with everything they do. It it can be easily done to be distracted into other things, but we're all here for one reason, regardless of what level of nursing we're at, and that it's all about patients.
2: As a voice to lead, Lesley that is really powerful because you know yourself you are in meetings and conversations every day and it's completely unintended completely unintended because we are a fantastic trust and so patient focused yeah however it does become that you're not talking about the patient so you lose sight of it unintended and And I am with you 100% on that and uh, and you are responsible for creating and sustaining a positive relationship with (laughs) a patient as much as as you are your colleagues aren't you so the patient is the most important person and should always remain to be so no matter what. It's a privilege
1: to look after people when they're feeling poorly because you know we have to provide such personal care at times that yeah. you know you have to be really poorly to let somebody to do that to oh, you and yeah. help you with it. and you know Catherine will know but being a community nurse you know it's different than working on a ward you have to ask permission to walk into the patient's oh. house and care delivery is, it can be very different but it's that privilege and you know a lot of the care we provide unfortunately is when somebody's life is coming to the end and you get one opportunity to do that right don't you and you know to support that patient and their family it's a very privileged thing to do and you know I had a career before this one I was a tax officer which is quite, I feel like now it was like a different life. But I've never regretted my decision one minute to become a nurse because it's just, like I say, so fabulous, so privileged. And, you know, what career can you have that diversity of nursing midwifery where you can work in multiple countries, you can work in multiple trusts, you can work in different specialities throughout your career and really feel like you're making a difference.
2: We're at the opposite end of you're you're talking about yeah. end of life. Yeah. We're at the start of you're life. You're at the start, yeah. As a midwife, yeah. and it, it, it's so important, isn't it, to just acknowledge what a privilege it is to be yeah. in that position at the onset of life as it is for yourselves, in your speciality.
1: Absolutely,
2: um, yeah. It, you sometimes lose sight of that as well, don't you? Yeah, um, but it, yeah. it It's a real privileged position to become a midwife yeah. and be part of that moment, supporting the family and the journey, because it isn't just about giving birth, it's lots before oh, and yeah. lots afterwards. Oh. Definitely.
3: I was a little bit later coming into it. I I came into nursing after I'd had my family. So it's it is never too late and never think that just because you've got commitments at home that you can't yeah. do it because sure, you can do it. Absolutely, yeah. And and the teamwork that's involved with the multidisciplinary team, getting on board with all those as well, that's that's another big part of it and becoming friends and, and comfortable with them and never being afraid to ask questions.
0: What about yourself, yeah. Catherine? Well, I'd
4: say that it's one of the hardest but most rewarding jobs that you'll ever do and it's important to just stick, stick with it because even though it's really really hard it's like the most amazing thing ever like some of the people that you meet and helping them going with them through that journey is just something that you couldn't get through working any other job really it's no, awesome. right, it's
0: fantastic they're really good words and I think for me if I was going to give someone advice I'd say reach for the stars you can always fall back on the clouds <laughs> and go for it and your career will unfold and as you've all said you know the patients at the centre whether that be in your own home I spent 25 years working out in the community and visiting patients within their own home and my office was my car just like yours is now Catherine I think you know grasp every opportunity and there'll be the ups and the downs won't there but yeah so it would if we can entice somebody else to go in follow us in the nursing and midwifery profession that's great so I'm going to wrap up now and I want to take this opportunity to thank you all for joining me today we've had a really great discussion around nursing and midwifery in the past and also look into the future so I just want to say to every nurse and midwife out there have a great day enjoy celebrating Uh, we will be out and about within ward areas within the community so do say hello we've got a number of things going on we've got some nominations for uh, nominate your nurse and midwife and we're going to deliver some flowers out as well so thanks very much for joining me and once again please listen to the podcast and if you've got some feedback for us then get in touch so thanks a lot bye now thank you thanks Chris thank you bye